Welcome to Evangel Church Online, a safe place for everyone to explore faith in Jesus. And in this video, we're gonna be talking about being deeply known. for you. When was the last time that you felt truly known, like deeply known? Being known is an incredible gift that we can give someone. And speaking of gifts, I want to share a story with you of a time that I felt deeply known. It was a Christmas morning only a few years ago and we had traveled to my parents' house and we were sitting around the Christmas tree opening the last few presents. When I was handed this one kind of thin, thin, flat present, I had no idea what to expect. And remember, this is just a few years ago. And as I unwrapped the Christmas wrapping paper, inside was this book of Shirley Temple paper dolls. My reaction, I burst out crying. See, paper dolls were one of my favorite things growing up. In fact, I still have a box of my favorite paper dolls, this like velvet lined pink box, sitting in our closet. They were something that was near and dear to my heart. That stemmed from when we moved to Victoria for a few years and on the trip back to Alberta to see family, on the ferry I would be able to pick out a book of paper dolls and it helped kind of pass the time on this road trip to Alberta. And as my parents were Christmas shopping that year, seeing that book of paper dolls on the shelf reminded them of child Lisa's love of paper dolls to the point that it compelled them to purchase that book and put it under the tree. And as I unwrapped that gift, I felt so known and seen. Being known is an incredible gift. It can also be a challenge. I mean, we have seen those Christmas movies where there's a 30 year old who still gets stuck at the kid's table or that uh, family member that still treats them as if they were 10 and, and knows who they were, but they're frozen in time and they become handcuffed in this confine of what is expected of them and how they're gonna behave to be known in the past and not as they are in the present. So being known can be an incredible gift, but if we're not given the opportunity to grow and change and be known again, then being known becomes a challenge. This morning, we're gonna be diving into the story of the shepherds in our countercultural Christmas. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Luke chapter two, Luke chapter two, verses eight to 20. If you don't have a Bible, grab your phone and head on over to the app store, whichever app store you use, if you're on an Android or an iPhone. And if you look up U version, Y-O-U version, you can grab a Bible straight on your phone. So let's all turn to Luke chapter two, verses eight to 20 this morning. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. 
But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I will bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Let's pray. So God, we thank you for this story. We thank you for the truth that you know us, you see us, you are intimately aware of everything about us. And still you invite us to walk in growth, you invite us to walk in new. And so this morning, would you affirm and would you challenge, would you speak Holy Spirit? We wanna hear your voice. So allow my words just to float away. Would you speak in your precious name? Amen. Well, the inclusion of the shepherds in the Christmas story is actually probably one of my favorite parts of it. It's one of my favorite little Easter egg details that God has hidden in this uh, story. And I think it has God's heart fully on display because of the inclusion of the shepherds. If you think through who God spoke to in this Christmas story, in this piece of history, it really does show us who God um, was pursuing. Who does he speak to? Well, he speaks to a teenage girl. He speaks to a carpenter. He speaks to a priest who has a barren wife. He speaks to shepherds. Through a star, he speaks to foreigners who were not Jews. That would have been pretty countercultural. Remember, these are the first people God speaks to after 400 years of silence. And I think it shows the value that God places on all of humanity, not just the elite, not just the best of the best, not just the cream of the crop. He knows and he loves all of us. And the shepherds were definitely known. <laughs> Theirs was not a job that was really sought after. Their life was spent in care of sheep. The majority of their days spent outside finding pasture for these animals. The majority of their nights underneath stars on cold ground. The majority of their conversations spoken to the wind and the bleeding of lambs. They weren't the cream of the crop. They were well known, but maybe not the ones who were sought after. They definitely wouldn't be my choice to be the messengers of the news that Jesus had been born. I mean, you'd want the ones that had the stellar reputation, the ones that would be listened to, but that's not who God chose. God knew them and he chose them to be the ones who would be first at the manger. 
There were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Now there's some speculation, and we don't know this for 100% fact, but there's a speculation that these shepherds may have not been ordinary shepherds guarding ordinary sheep. They may have been shepherds guarding some very special sheep. See, the proximity of Bethlehem to Jerusalem made it one of the prime locations for the Passover lambs to be born and raised. The Passover lambs would have been used at the Passover festival every year in the sacrifice that would atone for the sins of the people or, or would allow for God to forgive the things that, that the nation of Israel had done that broke the heart of God. And so we don't know if the lambs and the sheep that these shepherds were watching were actually Passover lambs. We don't know, but let's just for a moment hypothetically say that they were. Well, upon the birth of a Passover lamb, a shepherd would be there to inspect this newly born lamb, to ensure that it, it was perfect. It didn't have any imperfections in coloring or in, in development. And if that lamb indeed was perfect, in order to keep it that way, it would be wrapped in strips of cloth and laid in a hollowed out stone, a manger, until it was strong enough to be able to walk in all the things that a sheep would do. It would be laid there so it'd be unharmed, so it would stay perfect without any imperfection that would in some way uh, disqualify it from being used as a Passover lamb. Great care was taken to keep that lamb clean and healthy without spot or wrinkle. So how interesting is it that the words that the shepherds were being told by the angels were, this will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. So here's what we know about Jesus. He came as the Lamb of God. John 1:29 tells us this is John the Baptist sees Jesus walking towards him and says, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And so maybe on face value, those shepherds who were well known and not sought after wouldn't be the right messengers, wouldn't be the right ones to be first on scene at the birth of Jesus, but they were known by a God who cares about the details. They were known by a God who knew that the lamb would need to be inspected by a shepherd. God knew who was in the field that night and he chose them because of who they were. He chose them because of their vocation and he gave them the gift of being known and he gives us that gift. Friends, God knows you so deeply. He knows everything about you. He knows your abilities. He knows your weaknesses. And in an incredible act of grace, he calls us to something more than what we are. 
He calls us into a purpose. Just like he called these shepherds away from the sheep that they were tending to go and inspect the Lamb of God. So too, he'll take who we are and use it for his purposes. And like those shepherds, he orchestrates moments where we can serve the kingdom of God using our very unique us-ness, which I'm going to trademark after we are done here. He uses those things that are uniquely us. He knows us and he orchestrates those moments where those things can be used in his story. God invites the shepherds into the story because of who they are. But he calls them into something bigger because of who he is. And stepping obediently into purpose gave the shepherds the boldness to walk in a new identity. Stepping obediently into purpose gave the shepherds the boldness to walk into a new identity. I mentioned earlier that the shepherds were well known. They weren't exactly the cream of the crop. They weren't exactly the ones who were sought out. In fact, scholars believe that it was far worse than that, that shepherds were often on the fringes of society. They were the marginalized and the overlooked. They weren't really welcome in polite society because of the fact that they lived among sheep. Just the realities of their job would often keep them unclean for the purposes of festivals and, and going to the temple, things like that. They weren't welcome in polite society. In fact, their testimony wasn't even accepted in court. They were kind of shunned from the elite of society. And so they were strange ambassadors to choose. And God knows who they are and he uses the uniqueness of who they are as part of his story. But then he calls them to step out into a new identity. Who they were were shepherds going and seeing Jesus. Well, that would have been right in line with who they were, with being known. But God doesn't leave us just known. He calls us to be known and new. And he invites these shepherds to step into the new, to step into a new identity, to walk in a new purpose. And coming face to face with Emmanuel, God with us, coming face to face with Jesus, gave these men, and I'm speculating that they're men, they likely were, the boldness to leave behind the known and to step into the new. It gave the boldness to walk into that society that would have kind of kept them to the edges and share what they saw. It gave them the boldness to engage in relationship. It gave them the boldness to re-enter community. It gave them the boldness to shake off the known, to shake off what they would have felt confined into, where they were allowed to be, who they were allowed to speak to and walk into the new. And so they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who is lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. 
And then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. Stepping obediently into purpose allowed the shepherds the boldness to walk in a new identity. Friends, you are known. The God of the universe who created you knows you. He sees you. He knows exactly how you tick, how you think. The things that are wonderfully and uniquely you were designed by him. And even though you're known, he still calls you to be new. And like those shepherds, when we come face to face with Emmanuel, God with us, we come face to face with Jesus Christ. How can we stay as we were? God invites us into the story because of who we are. But he calls us into something bigger because of who he is. He knows you as you are and he loves you as you are. And you, he made a way for you to have a relationship with him as you are. But because of who he is, he invites us to step into the new. In 1 Corinthians 1, verses 26 to 31, it says, Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called, when you found Jesus. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are, so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God that is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it's written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. I think that perfectly talks about the shepherds in this story and, and about Mary, this teenage girl, and Joseph, this carpenter, and, and Zechariah and Elizabeth who were barren, not able to have a child and would have held the weight of that stigma on them of, of the wise men who were going to follow the star even though they were not privy to Jewish culture of the shepherds who were on the fringes of society, who were invited into the middle of this narrative. And likewise, Jesus doesn't count our past against us. He doesn't count our failures or our weaknesses. He invites us into something more than we are because of who he is. That we wouldn't be able to stand and receive all the applause or the pats on our back or or in some way think that this is dependent on us. But we would acknowledge that the reason that we are part of walking in purpose, of being part of what's, what God is doing in the world around us is because of him and his grace. God orchestrates these beautiful moments when our us-ness, the things that make us tick, are the things that he uses to show the world around us who he is. Not so that we can boast, but so that he receives the praise. 
God invites us into the story because of who we are. But he calls us into something bigger because of who he is. And stepping obediently into purpose gives us the boldness to walk in a new identity. When we choose Jesus as top priority in our lives, when we surrender to him, when we relinquish control of our life and ask him to change us, he does. There's a reason why the last piece of our mission statement is to look more and more like Jesus each day. Because we believe here at Evangel Church that when we say yes to Jesus, it doesn't mean staying as we are. It means stepping into the new. It means changing slowly and surely to look more like Jesus, to walk out the values of God, to allow the character of Christ to become the character of us. And when we step into a relationship with Jesus, he begins to change us. The old is gone and the new has come. And through the grace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit, he helps us to walk out this new identity, to step into purpose. Like these shepherds, to step into the role of being ambassadors, that Jesus has come, the Messiah is born. There's a way for you to have relationship with God. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 to 20 writes, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone and the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. And we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. This Christmas, I wanna remind you that God knows you exactly as you are and he loves you so deeply. The Christmas story doesn't end in Bethlehem, it continues to Calvary because of how deeply Jesus loves you. I want to invite you to be known and be new. Because just like the shepherds weren't kept in these confines, Jesus called them to something bigger as he invited them into his story. We are invited into something bigger as Jesus invites us into his story. So walk in the sureness that you are loved as you are. But don't stay in the old. Walk boldly into the new as Jesus calls us forward with purpose and with grace. As he begins to transform us into his likeness. So that we can share this good news. Be ambassadors to the world. That we have a God of love who desires a relationship with all people. Not just the elite, not just the creme de la creme. Being known is an incredible gift. And God offers that to you and to me. And even though he knows us better than anyone else, he still calls us into the purpose of sharing his message with those around us. Let's pray. So God, I thank you that 
that we are known. That right now, wherever my friends are sitting, you see them exactly as they are. You know their thoughts, you know their motivations, you know their, their hopes and their fears. You know it all. And you love them so dearly. I thank you that Calvary proves that to us. I thank you that as you give us the gift of being known, you also give us this gift of being new, that we are not handcuffed into one snapshot in time of who we are, but that you call forward and, and call out of us who you intricately designed us to be. I thank you that Jesus, you rub off on us. So would you help us to continue to look more and more like you, that we would be able to share the hope of Christmas, the message that Jesus, you came with those around us. Holy Spirit, give us boldness to walk in a new identity. And I thank you that you are the one who gives us those promptings you are the one who works out righteousness and perfection like Jesus, holiness like Jesus in us. Thank you that you are the one who convicts us of sin so that we can become new. We love you in your precious name. Amen. Hey friends, we just have a couple announcements for you as we close off our time together. The first one is on December 20th, we are having a movie night here at the church. And so you can drop in with your family, uh, you can drop in on your own and come get some snacks, watch a fun Christmas movie and just enjoy some community together. And so we would love to invite you to that on the 20th at 6.30 p.m. here at the church. And then we're so excited that this Friday is Christmas Eve, December 24th. We're having a Christmas Eve service here at the church. It's gonna be at 6.30 p.m. Now you do have to register. So if you go to myevangel.church forward slash Christmas Eve, all one word, it will give you all the, the information that you need to register. Or if you're unable to join us uh, in person on the night, we will be live streaming our entire service. And so we would love for you to join us there as well. And so we're so excited to join together uh, around a thrill of hope and what that means for each one of us. Uh, giving is happening here at our church and we're so thankful for your generosity. Now, as we uh, kind of conclude this calendar year, the last day before Christmas to give is December 23rd. We'll be here in the office, you can give then. Uh, and then the last day of the month, December 31st, will be the final day of 2021 uh, that you will be able to give because our offices are closed uh, December 25th until December 30th, but we're so thankful for your partnership with us and uh, allowing us to close off this year together with a great season of giving. Well, thank you so much, friends, for joining us, and we will see you again soon.